Hi, this is Chris Barnes from the Australian Pink Floyd Show, and you're listening to the Doctor Sky Experience on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Dr. Sky Experience, heard exclusively here on Talk Radio 77 WABC, beaming out of the largest city in America, New York City, around the nation, around the world, and I'm sure out in the cosmos. The Dr. Sky Experience contains great information, as you tell us, from the realms of astronomy, space, aviation, and weather, with celebrity guests in the mix. We call WABC the crown jewel of radio. For a good reason. It's iconic. It is the iconic 77. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Well, folks, for a great musical experience, I myself have seen this particular band in session, and I can give it a higher rating than if there was a 10 on the scale. It goes literally off the chart. I'm talking about the Australian Pink Floyd Show. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, and a magnificent show that they produce not only here in America, but all over the world. And someday, they come to the main stage at the Chandler Arts Center here in Chandler, Arizona, at 7 p.m. And joining us on the line today, we're privileged and honored to have Chris Barnes lead vocals for the Australian Pink Floyd Show. Chris, welcome to the Dr. Sky Experience. How are you, my friend? I'm very well, and thanks for having me on the show. Nice to be here. Oh, this is... Oh, God bless, because let me say this again, folks, listening to this archive, the Dr. Sky Experience. If you love Pink Floyd, I'm telling you this. Don't just take it from me. Take it from all the accolades that they have on their website. This is a show that you shouldn't miss. Chris, is it also fair to say that even those performers of Pink Floyd themselves actually said that you guys are equal, if not better, than some of the performances that they did? That's incredible, and I'm sure it's true. Well, it's, uh, yeah, that was a quote from Nick Mason. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's been very, very nice, very flattering to hear things like that. But I do think it was a bit tongue in cheek for him to say, oh, they play it better than we do, you know. But um, Nick's always said lovely things about us. He's he's a very nice man. Wow. Well, as a tribute band, you were formed back, what, in 1988? Tell us the story from way down south below the equator. How did did this band get started? Let's talk a little bit about the history. So the band began in Adelaide in South Australia, um, just literally just a bunch of guys who wanted to get together in a room and play Pink Floyd songs because they were just big Pink Floyd fans. And then they seeked out some gigs and then they worked the Australian circuit for about five years and kind of realized they'd kind of done the circuit. There's not that many people in Australia. And because the band had got some UK connections through family and whatnot, they relocated to the UK uh, in 93 to uh, tackle the UK and Europe, and that led to the band's profile raising. I first saw them in 1999 in my hometown of Manchester in the UK, and they were playing to like a 1,000 people, and I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. This is just wow. ridiculous. There's a 1,000 people. This is a tribute band. You know, This is not what you expect. And sure. the band just grew and grew and grew, and I kept my eye on them over the years and would go and see them in concert, and production got bigger. The band got bigger, suddenly there was girl singers and the sax player and the, the production was bigger and more, um, 
I don't know, more adventurous, should we say. And then here we are now. I'm talking to you in 2023. I've been in the band eight years now, so it's uh, wow. It's just a wonderful journey to be on. Well, absolutely, and I love the way this whole band has come together because you know there's 12 people, ladies and gentlemen. And forgive me, Chris, if I'm missing some of the people: Steve Mack, Jason Sanford, Paul Bonney, David Fowler, Ricky Howard, yourself, Luke Lapine. Lorelai McBroom, Emily Lynn, Lara Smiles, Mike Kitson, Hilson, and Alex Francois. I mean, this is amazing. And, and what people need to understand too, Chris, is the music is also accentuated by probably, in my opinion, one of the best sight sound stage shows. I mean, you guys really knock it out of the park. I saw people from my row. We were about five rows from the stage. I mean, they were standing ovations in between songs, and that's exactly the kind of uh, energy that you guys impart so congratulations on this amazing show australian pink floyd show and i want to make sure that people know that all throughout this interview you can go to aussie floyd that's a-u-s-s-i-e floyd.com to learn so much more talk a little bit more about this you've sold over five million tickets in 35 countries described here as welcome to the biggest spectacular pink floyd show on the planet that is incredible. And talk a little bit more about the audience. I mean, we're talking not just people of the age when Pink Floyd was, you know, started as a band. But this is a, I saw people there of all different ages, and obviously people love this. So a little bit more about the popularity of the band and some of the places that you perform, some of the most amazing stories that we'll get into here in this short interview with Chris Barnes here on the Dr. Sky Experience. Glad, glad to have you, sir. Oh, thank you very much. Um, Tell us a little bit guess, more. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I guess <clears throat> because the music that we're we're honouring by doing these concerts is so universally loved, and it's multi generational. It's not like you say. It's not just people who were there in the seventies who are right. now in their seventies who loved who loved the band back in the day, or maybe in the eighties or whatever. I look out and see people the age of my kids and people my age and, and uh, you know it's, it is a multi-generational thing because Floyd's music is so universal the, the, you know, the lyrics talk about uh, especially on Dark Side this year with us doing the 50 you know 50 uh, year of Dark Side of the Moon it's that album in its entirety played and people go on that journey with you and they know every single lyric the lyrics are still relevant today it's topics that you know the stresses of modern life back in 73 still relevant now the fear of death you know the worries about money let's face it we're all worried about money these days <laughs> um, yeah and, and i just think looking out and seeing different ages of people out there just it just it's just nice you're not you're not just yeah. playing to an audience that's slowly dying off there's the many younger generations coming through which is brilliant to see absolutely great to have you here and i know you've just come on the road as you continue to be on the road where were you guys in vegas and san diego just before you're going to be uh, arriving here in Chandler. Yeah, yeah, we're currently, I'm currently in San Diego at the moment. Yeah, we've got a second show here tonight. That's beautiful. Beautiful place to be. And I just want to remind people, Chris, for our audience, WABC, which is headquartered out of New York City, but broadcasting, as I said, proudly around the nation, around the world, and who knows, maybe out even into the cosmos. For our friends in the New York area, you have a concert scheduled here in Rochester, New York, September 20th at the Kodak Center. And don't forget, September the 21st, the Capitol Theater in New York City, that's Port Chester, New York. Great travels as you go across America and around the world. Oh, 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 oh. 
So just a couple of other questions here about the, you know, about the whole band. I mean, it's just so amazing. I mean, to set all this stuff up, I mean, you must have some incredible stage hands because it's not just a microphone and a musical instrument, drums and, you know, bass guitar and, and singers. You've got like a whole complement. It's almost like a whole city that you have to set up on stage. That must take an incredible amount of precision. Talk a little bit about the technical side, because what you show in lasers, sound, and all other kinds of things is uh, literally stuff of uh, almost like a dreamscape. Would, would that be a fair uh, way to say it? A dreamscape on stage. Incredible. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, the, I mean, the thing about Pink Floyd was that they were always on the cutting edge of technology in terms of like mm. stage production with lights and the video screen and lasers, etc. As things were coming out, the Floyd were the first people on the block to be using this equipment. And obviously, as technology has improved over the years, things, you know, you don't need a huge amount of stuff compared to the old days now. And, and things are a lot more reliable. Uh, you know, equipment from back in the 70s needed you know, much, uh, you know, much uh, maintenance, as it were, and care and attention looking mm -hmm. after it. Things are a lot more durable yeah. now. But, yeah, we're still traveling with, you know, we've got the band on one tour bus and the crew on another tour bus. So there's, wow. yeah, there's you know, there's band in one. And, uh, it's, it's just, how can I put it? It's a well-oiled machine. I think that's the way to describe <laughs> it, really. It, exactly. You know, I'm just guy who stands in the middle and sings, that's it. But, <laughs> but yeah, the crew, yeah, are at, right. you know, they're there at the start of the day, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock in the morning. And they're not getting into bed till one or two o'clock in the morning the next day, really. And then they've got to do it all again the following day. Amazing. A lot of stamina, mm. a lot of vitamins, and a lot of positive energy. But I wanted to ask Absolutely. you, this is kind of interesting, as you move forward to talk with us here on the Dr. Sky Experience, what I find fascinating is, what other bands do you like? And tell us a little bit more about how you got started in the music world, because you see so many young folks out there, and maybe some people that are a little older than young, that have that dream of uh, getting into the music industry. How did you get started and then end off with maybe some of the bands that you really like uh, in today in modern music or even old? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, when, when I was growing up, my dad was a musician. Uh, he was a bass player in, a, in an Elvis tribute that sort of toured around the UK. And when that ended, he set up a band that played sort of 60s pop stuff, you know, Beatles, Stones, Who, Kinks, that kind of music. And when I got to about 14, I'd already been playing with friends in bands and stuff at school. And he just said to me, if you want to do this properly, why don't you join us and come out and do this full time as, as, as you know, as you're like, um, passing your apprenticeship, you know, doing this in the, in the clubs of the north of the UK, which is a yeah. brutal circuit, you know, to work on. And I kind of earned my stripes doing that. And then along the way was in bands with friends and, well, I've just I've just literally done a, a billion different things, uh, and then my introduction to the Aussie Floyd was through the drummer uh, Paul. His his daughter was a student at a music workshop that I ran for kids wow. in our hometown, and I got talking to him one night, and he just said, "You know, if ever anything came up with the band, would you be interested?" And I was like, "Yeah, yes, I would." <laughs> I'd seen the band many times by that point, you know. Um, and in, in, to, in terms of your question about other music that I like, um, I mean, my standard answer when people say things like that is I love everything from The Carpenters to Slayer. You know, I have a very eclectic mm. taste in music from Miles Davis to, sure. I don't know, The Doors or something. Awesome. Yeah, there's a lot of music out there, and it's amazing to talk with you today about this. But, you know, this is also interesting for me to hear about. I looked in here on the website, and again, it's AussieFloyd.com. Learn so much more about this particular iconic band. 
where they're coming to a theater in town near you, which is obviously coming here on this Sunday, August 20th, 7 p.m., the main stage at the Chandler Arts Center, various places around the nation and around the world. Out there on your own, sitting naked by the phone, would you touch me? Hey you, with your ear against the wall, waiting for someone to call out, would you touch me? Hey you, would you help me to carry the stone? website if you don't mind having you share this a funniest moment on stage with the band you go into something i think is absolutely hilarious but not necessarily hilarious if it happens to each one of us tell us about that story that is amazing oh the story about um i'm trying to remember is it the one about me not being able to get back on stage yes absolutely yes absolutely chris tell us so obviously, as as a singer in a Pink Floyd band, there are lots of spaces in the music, and there's no point in me standing on stage during guitar solos because I just look ridiculous. So I tend to go off the stage, and you know, on one of the one of the occasions in a song, I nipped off and thought I could just nip to the toilet now, and I'm in my stage <laughs> gear, um, you know, uh, with the in ear monitors and everything. And as I'm walking back, someone says, "Oh, you uh, can I see your pass?" And I don't have my passes on my my jeans. And, uh, I, and I say, well, I haven't got my pass. I, I, look, I'm in the band, and I'm showing him the radio pack, and I'm showing him my ears. And the guy's right. going, oh, I'm sorry, if you've not got a pass, you, you can't. And, and I'm thinking, hang on a minute, I've got to be on stage in a sec, because I've got to sing the next verse. And I could hear the guitar solo build into a climax, and I'm thinking, oh, God. Right. And then luckily, a member of the crew saw me and said, oh, no, 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 he's in the band, he's in the band, he's got to be on stage. And I ran up and just got to the microphone in time for the, the next verse or whatever it was I had to sing. But yeah, it's, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't funny at the time. It's funny now, but it wasn't funny at the well, time. No, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, laughing, I'm laughing with you, not at you, because look how many times this could happen to somebody. You're performing and you're doing something. Hey, if you're the lead singer, you got to be back on stage. But they're only doing their job, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's not that guy's fault. It's just, it was just amusing in the sense of, well, this will just be my look, this. So the band will go into the verse and there'll be like no one singing. So, uh, yeah, Absolutely. luckily that didn't happen. Well, Chris, just a few more moments with you, but we're going to do this. You won't hear it, but the audience will. We're going to be now playing some excerpts from the magic of the Australian Pink Floyd show so people can get in the groove and get into the mood 
as they listen to this iconic band as a tribute band, but even more so in my mind, because I was there, ladies and gentlemen, and I can tell you firsthand, this really rocked it out of the park, out of the theater, out of the entire you know audience was just on their feet. So let's hear some of that. So, Chris, that's amazing. And again, we wish you great success. We look forward to seeing you folks uh, on Sunday here in Chandler at the Chandler Arts Center, 7 p.m. Get tickets wherever tickets, good tickets. They're all tickets. Wherever tickets are sold, you know where to go. And don't forget, you can find out so much more about our special guest and the entire band by going to AussieFloyd.com. Thank you so much. Uh, you know, this is an amazing time, and it's just an amazing band. So we just welcome you to Arizona. And for all of us listening on WABC, I just want to remind you again, they're coming September 20th to Rochester, New York's Kodak Center. September the 21st, the Capitol Theater, New York City, Port Chester, New York. Learn so much more. Chris, stay on the line with us as we go to the heartbreak at the bottom of the hour here. Again, Chris Barnes, lead singer of vocals, the Australian Pink Floyd show coming to a theater near you. Thank you so much for your time as we end this edition of Dr. Sky Experience. And we always remind people, Chris, always remember to keep your eyes to the skies, but your feet on the ground. We wish you and the band great success. Thank you. Thank you very much.